even if I gave up an inch of brain space that's dedicated to The Bachelor, I could be a fucking neuroscientist. And instead, like half of my fucking brain, if not three quarters, is taken up by <laughs> random things, like knowing that John the bartender who got sent home night two lives in like fucking San Diego. Like, why would I need to know that ever? It's not going to be on a quiz. I know this podcast is a very big part of your life. You've mentioned it to me multiple times. Kind of a, you know, a Bachelor Nation groupie. No, 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 hold on with me, Derek. Name one thing that I said that's false, Derek. Don't insult my intelligence. Hi, Emily. Hi, Kayla. How's it going? You know, it's all right. We're here. We're here again. Clayton's going to Clayton and we're just going to do us. <laughs> I I understand that like by Bachelor Nation standards, we have been Clayton apologists for the majority of the season. I'm sad to say that as like the one Clayton apologist there was, even I have to jump ship at some point. It's become hard for even me to to justify this man's actions. Um, but, but actually not so much based on the episodes themselves. It's what we're finding out after yeah. anyways, it's, we'll get into know, it. <laughs> what, what all that means is the dog days are over. Uh, <laughs> Clayton apologist days are behind us looking forward. We're looking forward to just being absolutely his biggest critics. <laughs> I was like trying so hard to be less of a hater in 2022. And it was starting with Clayton. Like I was, I was looking like, to seize that energy with, with Clayton and he's just making it really hard to do. It's just, he's digging a hole and you know what that does make us sad, but it also gives us content. So, <laughs> so thank you because Michelle, so, beautiful, perfect, stunning, amazing, most boring season of our podcast we've ever had. The perfect bachelorette. And I feel bad because I feel like the boredom is misconstrued as like us not liking her. And she was an excellent bachelorette yeah. and much better than Clayton, but also like, like it was just, it just got boring because she was so good. She didn't keep villains around. She nipped things in the bud. She chose great people. I mean, no notes. No and notes. So therefore we were bored. And with Clayton, I'm unveiling literally a scroll of notes. That's like going like onto the floor and like unraveling, like <laughs> ahead of me, <laughs> like that's how many notes I have. Um, so yeah, so that's where we're at. Um, so that being said, we wanted to kind of um, introduce something to you guys, our loyal listeners. Um, after much consideration, a lot of back and forth, we have come to a difficult decision. Um, and that is that we are not going to be recording the same podcast anymore. Boo, tomato, tomato, uh, <laughs> throw <in> tomatoes, <laughs> but instead <laughs> just to, because you ain't seen the last of us. Don't you, you ain't let seen the my... last of us 
uh, UNC The Last of Us, or us talking about this subject matter, um, we're just revamping. It's a Don't Insult My Intelligence 2.0 moment. It's a rebrand um, for sure. So I hope I hope you were properly scared. That was the appropriate reaction. I hope some of you <laughs> peed yourselves. I hope some of you were screaming and crying and throwing up. But <laughs> with all of that said, we're not going anywhere. So bet you thought you'd seen The Last of Us. Um, we but are the jokes just on you because we're way too full of ourselves to stop. We're making a podcast. it worse. We're making it worse. <laughs> like it's like jokes on you. It's becoming more insufferable. So we are basically just going to be shifting focus a little bit away from being strictly a recap podcast. And this came after a little bit of thought because, you know, you guys watch the episode. You don't need us to do a minute by minute play by play, especially because The Bachelor refuses to not air 10 seasons a year. And so more or less, like we're at the point where they're repeating dates. They're repeating dates. No new content. The the contestants are all the same person in different fonts. Like it's just like <laughs> the same shit, different month. And and right. like, you know, we're tired and we know you're tired. Right. And so we thought it might be fun. Um, because obviously if you're still watching this godforsaken franchise, it's because you enjoy it or have enjoyed it in the past. So we decided to shift focus a little bit. And instead of being strictly a recap podcast, we are now going to spend the first few minutes of every episode recapping the episode. So we will still be following the structure of the season airing. Um, And we're going to do a brief recap, an extremely abridged recap. And then we will be using the events of the episode to serve as conversation starters into a larger thematic discussion. Um. And we just thought, you know, that would be better for us, keeps it interesting for us, keeps it interesting for you, because frankly, you're probably not turning in to hear every detail of the events of the episode you watched the other day. You want to hear our commentary on what's going on. So we are going to be providing more commentary, less recap, essentially. Yeah. So more of our personalities. Good news. (laughs) Good news. You get to hear all my thoughts, Um, not just 20% of them. Um, so yeah, we think that this will be fun. We think it'll be more fun for us. Like just like to prevent burnout of everybody involved. Right. Um, we want to keep it interesting. Uh, so with that said, with that said, our first thematic recap, um, we've kind of already prefaced Clayton being a major fuck up. Uh, so we are going to be keeping on the theme of major fuck ups. And the subject of our episode today is going to be Adam Drumroll. Villains of their own season, the franchise's worst leads. Ta-da! Uh, yay! <laughs> I'm so excited for this episode. Originally, I was like, should we talk about villains? Like, what should we talk about? But villains of their own season is just meaty. Like, that's just like, God, there's so much to say. And you already know who we're going to talk about. So it Most makes it importantly, fun. the two pillars, the two foundational pillars of this podcast are shitting on Peter Weber and not to shit on Claire, but, and both of those people, like those two pillars of thought hold up this podcast. Yeah. I mean, that is the backbone of what, uh, upon which we are built. <laughs> that is, uh, so 
with that said, I think you know where this is going, but it's also going in like some fun and new directions that like I've never really talked about on the podcast due to the fact that yes. he was such a bad bachelor that I actually had to extract him from my brain and throw him <laughs> in the Hudson River. Otherwise I would be haunted so deeply. And the only reason he's coming up now is Clayton is, he is Peter Weber 2.0. He is also this particular bachelor 2.0. I'm so excited to get into it. Um, and the other person that we're going to be talking about is someone we've already covered. Somebody that everybody loves to hate Miss Katie Thurston. <laughs> always been with Katie. Uh, <laughs> always been with Katie. So with that said, oh, uh, let's do like a little brief, brief recap of the episode that Kayla and I both multitasked our way through. <laughs> yeah. Like, you guys- and, like loosely followed. If you guys need a laugh, um, I will add it to our Instagram. Uh, I watched this episode with Ben, which is rare. He has no idea what's going on. Um, and all of a sudden, like midway through the episode, he just very stoically looks at the screen and goes, he smiles like Buzz Lightyear. And then he made a pick stitch of Buzz Lightyear and Clayton smiling. Um, and once you see it. It's uncanny. You can't unsee it. It's, it's obvious. Uncanny. It's obvious. Nothing so, gets nothing gets past that guy. All right. Nothing, <laughs> nothing gets, gets past, past ben. him. <laughs> He's like, so, mm. huh, you remind me of someone. <laughs> he kind of looks like the new human Buzz Lightyear show that's coming out, which is like, yeah. I thought you were gonna say Chris more. Evans, and I was like, are you well? Oh no, 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 never. That would be <laughs> the nicest thing I've ever said about Clayton. Um, and I was a former Clayton apologist, so <laughs> so oof. No, anyway, so yeah, so we we uh open the episode with you guessed it Shanae drama <laughs> um and and it only gets fucking worse basically everybody knew where this episode was going because the preview told us but he basically keeps Shanae again for another rose ceremony after she gives a bullshit apology to the women that she doesn't mean and and the thing about we've said this about Shanae before but I it, I think it bears repeating I don't know that we've had a villain, at least not in any recent seasons, that is so openly villainous. Like a lot of the times the people that we deem villains feel very um, justified in their actions. They don't recognize themselves as being manipulative or being whatever. Shanae is fully aware and is saying it in her in the moment interviews. She's like, yeah, I can't believe he bought it. Yeah. I mean, comparable perhaps only to Queen Victoria, but she was camp. Like yeah. she like <laughs> she was like slightly evil, but she was mostly camp. Like <laughs> I miss her. Like I know, like I miss her. And also nobody was taking her seriously. I think the thing with Shanae that's fascinating is that not only are the women taking it seriously, like Clayton is taking her seriously. Like as a serious. Yeah, like Clayton contender. likes her. Matt James wouldn't touch Queen Victoria with a 10 and a half foot pole. Like he was like, no, (laughs) nobody was taking her seriously. This is like crazy because he likes her and he like wants to keep her around. Which will bring us to someone we're going to talk about later in the episode. Oh my God. So anyways, Shanae drama, it kicks it off. It keeps it going. Um, We are in Houston, Texas, or no, we're in Canada this episode. We were in Houston last week. Yeah, they go to Canada, right? So there's kind of two different weeks that, because we're recording bi-weekly. Last week, they were in Houston. This week, we're in Canada. It's basically an extension of last week. Um, And also something to point out is that Clayton keeps looking at the camera and being like, I'm so excited to go on my first international date. I'm like, you are, you are literally at the Canadian side of Niagara Falls. 
Yeah, I think it takes me five hours to get there. Like, like you can like, see America from where you're standing. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, he keeps saying it to the women too. Like, are you ready to go international? Those Missouri we're going boys. to Toronto. <laughs> those Missouri <laughs> like, boys so. easily wowed. <laughs> it is so easy to please. So they go to Canada with Shanae. You know, just can't just can't get rid of her. Like Marlena says later in the episode, she's like a herpes outbreak. So she, so there, you know, they go across the border. She's still there. A lot of good women go home too. Like on yeah. her, like Sierra, like Sierra's gone. That's a bummer. I loved her. Um, so it just fucking sucks. She's still around. The women know she's Elizabeth lying. She knows she's now. lying. Elizabeth is yeah. Elizabeth is now gone, which is like so fucked. Like we we lost some goodens. Um, and so then we hop on over into Canada where he has a one-on-one date with Serene, who's like sweet and nice. And I like her. Um, they went to a, like a carnival amusement park type thing. Yeah. And it's worth noting that there's been some Twitter buzz since the episode that people want Serene for Bachelorette worth noting. I could see that. And then they do first Gabby gets a one-on-one. Uh, and Gabby and I like Gabby a lot. Actually. I like Gabby she's a lot too. Very, very funny. She's very sweet. Um, and uh, her backstory is really interesting. They, I think that he's the most honest when he's with her and pilot Rachel who had a one-on-one last week, but we didn't record. Yeah. Those are my two that I think like, I like see him with, and I'm like, this is genuine. Um, but I think based on what we've seen of bachelors past, if this were a season of the bachelorette, Gabby and Rachel would be his two front run people because they are the people he's most honest with himself. That being said, men don't love that. And I are stupid. That said, he's stupid. Like I want a man to be. And he's like, I like Susie. I like Shanae. And not that there's anything wrong with Susie. Susie is great. The connection just isn't as natural. It's just like not there. But he's like, but she's hot. This is like Peter and um, Madison Pruitt. They had nothing in common. Like absolutely not one single conversation between the two of them. But he's like, I love her. They had a list of about four things that they could talk about. And three of them were Maddie's virginity. Like it was just like not a long list. Like, so yeah. So he, so Gabby's great. I like really adore Gabby. Uh, And everybody on Twitter is also, you know, Serena and Gabby, like two great one-on-ones. And then they read the date card for a group date which leaves off two people, Shanae and Genevieve, which means there is a two-on-one upcoming. Woohoo! Um, so <laughs> the group date is like a roast. The roast dates are always dangerous. It's touch and go. This one was a success because everybody had a good sense of humor about it. It's because Shanae um, wasn't there. It's because Shanae wasn't there and they could roast her and Clayton was laughing along. I've seen the roast dates where they either roast the lead too much and the lead cries or they roast the villain that the lead loves too much and then the lead cries also yeah 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 exactly because because they're like but i love him and they're like why are you not listening so but this yeah, was when they roasted roast. dale in claire's season and it was like episode two and claire was like that's like i'm pretty sure in, in, in the moment she was like i think i'm gonna marry him and they were all just like attacking him and i was like bitch yeah. it is episode two but we saw how that worked out so it's okay yeah she was like that's my husband and we were like okay you met 45 hours ago but go off queen <laughs> so the roast date was actually a success like for once and then Biggest nothing burger since the hurricane on paradise. Um, the two on one starts to happen and we get a little to be continued action. And so that will be a conversation for a later date. We don't know what happens yet. Yeah. So that's pretty much the episode. Um, and 
now we're just going to kind of pivot into this new discussion that we're having about Clayton, the feedback Clayton is getting about ruining his own season. So basically a contestant that was eliminated. What was her name? I'm pulling up her name. I will find it. Just give me four seconds. Oh, released a TikTok Um, basically. Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay. Lindsay. Of course her name is Lindsay. I mean, let's go. Come on. How many names do they have? She was. Um, We could have just started throwing out names. Yeah. We could have been like Lauren, Rachel, Lindsay, like eventually we would have gotten there. So yeah. Rachel, Lindsay, but I'm just, um, God, I wish, (laughs) (laughs) but no. So she released a TikTok saying like, Hey, um, I went home this week. You guys saw me. I went home, but I'm here to tell you that Clayton releasing statements on Instagram saying that had he known what Shanae was doing, he would have sent her home as bullshit because in unaired footage that you guys have not seen, I and multiple other women were telling Clayton the bullying that Shanae was doing toward Elizabeth. Yeah. It's bullshit for him to say he didn't know he was very much aware. And a big um, focus on like the ableism aspect of like her mocking Elizabeth's ADHD, which yeah. like he say like basically his apology was like, like, yes, the women have confronted him on camera, but he was like, but I didn't know she mocked ADHD. And Lindsay, basically her argument was like, no, I told him specifically. And like what many, yeah. like what now a few women have come out and said is like, you know, th- saying that you didn't know that she was a bad person is is false because obviously on camera there's women telling him that she's a bad person but basically the meat of it is like she said she told him specifically that shanae mocked elizabeth's adhd which is the thing that clayton is kind of using as leverage that he didn't know know. which is false like he did he did know that according to these women so i think before she released this tiktok uh, and people were really slamming Clayton for keeping Shanae again, being a little bit of an apologist. I was like, well, I don't really think that that's fair because if she's putting on such a front to him, then how is he supposed to know what she's doing in the house? If she's giving him this, you know, whatever. And we've seen that with leads of the past that have been like, I genuinely had no idea what was going on. Like, you know, whatever. Right. So I was willing to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt there just because I was like, okay, like he doesn't live in the house with them. Like, how is he supposed to know? Right. But then this TikTok, I was like, okay, I'm, this is the first season in so long that I'm very excited for the women tell all. Oh yeah. I'm fucking thrilled. I'm that, that episode will be strictly a recap episode because we're going to yeah. need a whole that's, hour to unpack. That's <laughs> meaty. Cause I like the women tell all when it's them. Run. This is why having a bad lead is so annoying, but so fucking good because right. <laughs> when they're just like roasting it's the best. Like fucking put him in the hot seat. Tell him his apologies are bullshit. They are like, like he's stupid. Like I want a man to be like, I don't, I couldn't tell you a single thing that happened at Michelle, Tasha, none of their mental alls because they had, they were, none of the contestants had anything bad to say about them. Right. And, and so, so it was, it was just, like heartwarming. Like it was like, right. Oh, they all like each other. But like, if you're trying to get into bullshit, have a fucking straight white guy as the bachelor you'll get the roast of the fucking century i mean we always say we like the bachelorette because men are stupid and they make Mm -hmm. up the contestants and we like the bachelor because men are stupid and they get manipulated by their female contestants and we get to watch so yeah the franchise only exists because men are stupid yeah but it's just it just it depends on where the the focus is you know yeah no I'm actually very excited to see how this all plays out because I'm like what a fucking piece of shit answer for your crimes Clayton um, I'm very interested to see how he defends himself 
Um, because he, he has said on his stories that he's looking forward to the women tell all. So I'm, I'm open to hearing his side of things. I just don't know what that will be. Um, but regardless. And and one thing with him too, is he's not super defensive. Like we've seen him be criticized many times and he kind of just takes it. He's a bit of a doormat. Like he's a little bit to be exactly. Um, he just kind of uh, lets people roast him, especially when he knows he's in the wrong. Yeah. So I think that that's most likely what's going to happen, but I just want to see it. So I'm like, yeah, fucking rip him to shreds. This is bullshit. And I hate watching it too. I'm like, it's entertaining, but like Shanae is so insufferable. It's just like, you're not even like, just like an annoying person. Like the bachelor I'm, I want to talk about. Um, the villain of the, of that season was like, <laughs> kind of heinous but she was also just like kooky like it wasn't let's just lead in let's just lead into him let's then. just get right into that yeah. yeah so this is a bachelor probably no one has heard of as it should be uh his <laughs> name he's the original ben and we forget about him rightfully his name is ben flannick he was the bachelor after um uh ashley's season and I hated him on Ashley's season and I hated him even more as the bachelor. He was a horrible, horrible, the worst bachelor of all time. I will say I hate Peter Weber, but this man was trash May- namely because he was not hot. Um, he was not hot. That was his biggest crime. He didn't, his biggest crime was not being hot. No, he like, it's not like you didn't even go in like with Peter, when Peter was chosen as the bachelor, we like to forget. I like to forget for my own like protection that like we were excited because he was like relatively handsome. He was like a favorite on Hannah's season. Everybody thought he was cute. Everybody was attracted to him when, when, and I didn't watch Ben's, Ashley or Ben's season live. I watched them like years later. But I, I didn't know that he was ever chosen as a bachelor again, because he's like literally so irrelevant that like the fact that he exists, like still blows my mind. But so when they, when I found out that he had been the bachelor after Ashley's season, I was like, why? Like, he's like not a handsome man, not a conventionally handsome man. Maybe he's someone's cup of tea, but certainly not mine. Um, and I was like, first of all, going into this, you're not even hot. Uh, so, so basically the onus with him was he had this woman named Courtney Robertson on his season who, uh, again, like looking back, she's like kind of a legend, but <laughs> like, uh. like w- watching it in the moment, she was so annoying. Like there's a moment, I think that they're on a group date and she comes in and decides that she wants to skinny dip with Ben and like pulls him away and they go skinny dipping in the ocean. And all the women are like, what the fuck is going on? Um, She was a bit catty to women in the house. Uh, You know, not in the way of like, like Shanae, I think is a real issue because of like mocking auditory processing disorders. Um, Like that, you know, just minor things, just like minor things, like just being a total piece of shit. Courtney was just kind of a catty girl. And Ben and Courtney was also a fucking supermodel. Like she was banging she was she is and she still is she's like gorgeous stunning so ben being not gorgeous or stunning um (laughs) really liked that he was liked by someone of courtney's um caliber stature 
So all the women would warn him about Courtney and they'd be like, she's not very nice to us. She's catty. She's rude, whatever. And this man was like, that can't, that sign can't stop me because I can't read. Like he was like, we're going all the fucking way, baby. Uh, and at the <laughs> most, I think it was one of the things like with Corinne on Nick Vile season where everybody kind of just thought, oh, they just want to have a hometown. No, he wanted like, and, and or, oh, he wants to go to Fantasy Suites. No, this man wanted to get down on one knee and make her his wife. And that's what he tried to do. He proposes to her at the end. She wins. Like she won. Like it was the most insane shit I've ever watched. I was like, what the fuck? Now see, I broke up. They broke up like seven months later. Like they didn't last, obviously. I Um, haven't watched Ben's season. Um I'm saving I'm saving you time by telling you all about this. We said we were not a recap podcast, but we will be providing a recap of the seasons you don't need to watch. Um seriously. But no, I haven't watched his season, but I know that really the only kind of infamous thing about it is that he chose his villain. Like that yeah. was kind of the yeah. thing that, that set his season and, apart. Yeah. And everybody knows like every season has the villain. Like you have to have a villain, even if it's editing, like even if the villain is made in the editing room, there's a villain, but he was kind of the first. And to this day, uh, you know, people let their villains get far again, like Nick Vile with like Corinne, who was considered a villain also in, in that context was just like, a legend kind of it just kind of an icon like and that's kind of how I feel about Courtney now I'm like looking back I'm like oh you know what iconic of her but uh yeah like he chose his villain and everybody was like what is wrong with you and it obviously didn't work out uh yeah. and they did break up like six months later or something and uh she wrote a book I actually should read her book that's very interesting to me um <laughs> so but that was he was the worst fucking bachelor he sucked and he also had no not only was he like not that hot he chose his villain he had no discernible personality like there was just no it was like he was like a wet sock of a person and every week was just watching a wet sock get to travel europe and like make out with like supermodels and I was like, what's going on? <laughs> if you were trapped in a room with only Peter Weber and this Ben, who would you make out with? Peter Weber. Peter wow. Weber. I could, so quick, because I could get past, <laughs> I could get past Peter Weber, just all, everything awful about him. If I said like, don't talk. I like, am, I am so unattracted to Ben Flanick like (laughs) and at this point like this man is like old so I can't even feel bad about saying it because like whatever I didn't find him attractive when he was a bachelor he's not I he is not I don't find him attractive at all and I could not ever even even well the thing about the thing about Peter Weber this is like a perfect segue into Peter Weber but yeah please um the thing about Peter Weber is that I think the one thing that Peter Weber is good for is that he fucks like, like Hannah Brown was thrilled with her windmill experience. So like, maybe that's just what he's on this earth to do, you know, maybe Clayton will, Clayton will follow in those footsteps. I mean, one (laughs) thing we know about Clayton is Clayton fucks. They're selling us that much. The TikTok girlies are at it. But this should be a different, um, a different episode recap, but I want to do a recap. That's like, bachelors who fuck like the bachelors that were like marketed as let us know 
Submit your bachelors who fuck, please. That, that's coming up. That'll come up. We could do that for Fantasy Suite Week because I guarantee you, Clayton fucks. <laughs> the obvious are Clayton, Nick File, and Peter. So anyway, so that's Ben Flanick. Don't watch it. If you ever get the opportunity to watch it, don't. If you ever get the opportunity to have a conversation with him, run the opposite direction. He is such a bad bachelor. He was so horrible. Um, and he chose his villain, which really just tells you everything you need to know. Speaking of bachelors who suck run in the other direction, let's talk about Pilot Pete. You knew it villain, was coming. My villain of his own season, Pilot Pete. Um, yeah. One of the foundational things that our podcast is built upon is hatred of Peter Weber. Yeah. And it's so integral to like who we are as a podcast. And I will, I will not tell a lie when he was selected after Hannah Brown season, like I was about it. I was like, he fucks. He's pretty cute. He's a pilot. Like there are worse things. Um, I was all about it. And I'm trying to think of like really what cemented Peter Weber as being the worst bachelor ever. And I think that what it is, is that they let like a frat boy into the oval office. Like that's what it was. Yeah. It was like the John Mulaney comparison of Donald Trump as president with the horse in the hospital (laughs) also applies to Peter Weber, obviously on a smaller scale. But since this franchise is our entire world, a big scale for us. (laughs) It was like it was just it's a because you tried to date every single person that was ever. But but Peter actually sent a very interesting precedent of like typically we've seen on occasion if someone chooses who they deem the wrong person, them going back to like their runner up, like I E R E, um, what the fuck's name? Mesnick, uh, forgot his first name. Yeah. J- Jason Mesnick. Yeah. Jason Mesnick. Um, we've seen that before, but Ooh. Ari kind of, or not Ari, uh, Peter kind of set the precedent of like really deep diving back into the archives of women you sent home to like find yeah. people to date. Um, yeah. He dated his entire top 10, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and others. I mean, anybody that he laid eyes on in the months after Maddie and him didn't work out was fair fucking game, including Hannah Brown. I mean, like everybody, everybody, it was like a lazy Susan of people and he was just taking from every plate. And this is not us like slut shaming Peter Weber, like date however many people you want to date, but it just said an interesting like, franchise precedent of leads going back like and I don't know that I like it because no the whole point of the show is that you get these 30 people for the time that you are the lead and if it doesn't work out then you then it doesn't work out you don't get to go back into the pile of 30 people and now with two other leads we don't like Claire is rumored to be dating someone she sent home week two and Katie Thurston is dating bartender John who she sent home week two right and like no, those, this is not the factor that makes them in our top five <laughs> villains of their own story. But it is interesting. It's certainly it's certainly a correlation. Um, it's it's you not, know, not correlation related. correlation not causation, but definitely to be noted. Uh, yeah, Peter really, and I mean, really, it was just it was he was the original. I'm not making dumb decisions on purpose, and like watching his season was just like but you keep making dumb decisions. So what are we doing, you know? And like, you know, with Victoria F, I mean, he kept her weeks. And she wasn't even mean to the other girls. She was just mean to him. Like, 
literally. And like, his season, what was so like fascinating about his season is that when we were watching it, I was living for it because I never knew what was coming next. I was like, I was hearing rumors that he and Hannah Ann got engaged. I was hearing rumors that he and Maddie got engaged. I was hearing all sorts of things, the, the chase rice of it all. Like while we were watching, I was living. I was like, I don't, the, the after the final rose where sweet mums like calls oh Maddie Pruitt God. the fuck out. That shit was wackadoo. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it too. I mean, I argue maybe his mom had a had a had a hand in him being one of the worst bachelors of all time, uh, because <laughs> he was breastfeeding until the day before he went on the show. Is what I would have to guess. What they cut what they cut from after the final rose is the <laughs> the clip of him breastfeeding from Sweet Gnomes. <laughs> um, they did that for censorship reasons. <laughs> ABC just wouldn't air it. It's Chris like Harrison Game fought of Thrones tooth and again. nail. <laughs> Chris, Mike Fleiss was fighting tooth and nail to get it on TV, but they just couldn't make it work. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> just spell, just like spreading like absolutely asinine rumors about how how but why like, Peter Weber's the worst. Yeah, but like if I we mean, heard a rumor, if someone said Peter Weber breastfed until he was thirteen years old, would we be shocked? I wouldn't even bat an eye. I'd be like, yes. Water is wet, grass is green, sky's blue. Next. <laughs> like, <laughs> Clayton is from Missouri. Like, I don't know. These are facts. Clayton went to Missouri, um, as he's told us 16 times in four episodes. Literally. Also, um, wait, yeah. can we touch back to Clayton for one second? Because this is something I wanted to say in the recap, but I forgot. Oh, yeah. Please. Not the episode we didn't record a week ago or whatever. They introduced his friend that was coming to give him advice, that was married, whatever. Yeah. This guy walks in and they were basically giving him like the celebrity intro package of like someone who's coming to give him advice. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe this is like a famous football player. And I don't know who they are, you know, not shocking, whatever. And then it cuts to Clayton and he's like, this is my friend so-and-so. We met at Mizzou playing football. And he's just some guy. He is he's just, just some, some fucking guy. guy. They gave it the David Spade on Paradise treatment. And it was just like a guy. And to be fair, Clayton had way more chemistry with him than any of the women. And I don't really blame him for that. You've known this guy for years. You've known these women for 20 seconds. How much can you really build? But um, yeah, he was literally just some fucking guy, which I like better. Um, <laughs> but this I, show really I... just needs more. This show just needs more of like some fucking guy. Like that would like be like if they brought it, us in to host a date. They were like, yeah, and then hosting this date, which is rugby for no reason, is going to be Kayla and Emily. And we don't even know what the rules of rugby. So that would be very, quite, quite interesting, I think. We get the Hillary Duff intro package, but it's just us. It's just never us, done anything. Like, they, they're never been on the show. We'll never be on the show, but they're here. Uh, so. <laughs> but they said yes. And that's more than we've been here. getting recently. Oh, oh, are they like rugby players? No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so but that was just my little anyway, segue back to clean but yeah with peter uh with peter rubber there's honestly like one recap like one villains of their own season episode isn't enough i don't think for us to really get into our feelings about peter rubber like i think we're no. going to return to this many times I'm sure like um, in an off season, we'll just do a dissection of Peter Weber episode. <laughs> I'll read his children's book too. I don't give a fuck. Um, I no, want to no, have no, all Emily, the information. Emily, don't give that away for free. We're starting a Patreon for that. <laughs> for you reading. That's, 
<laughs> oh my god, I will so do a read aloud of his of his um book if we get to enough uh listeners and you guys want a Patreon. That's going on there. <laughs> <laughs> the Adventures of Pilot Pete, narrated by Emily Kreppen. And I'll get sued for billions of dollars. They'll be like, you literally aren't allowed to do that and charge money for it. And I'll be like, I do what I want. I ran the marathon. I ran the marathon faster than him. I do what I want. (laughs) You're going to be like, are you doing this? Uh, because I read the adventures of pilot Pete and it's copyrighted. And they're like, no, sweet numbs is serving you for saying that pilot Pete was breastfed until age 26. Oh, we're going to owe so much money to sweet numbs. Um, That's that's so that's so devious. We got to get rich really fast. That's so sweet numbs. That's so sweet numbs. And I think in that we could actually form a really beautiful friendship. Uh, Like I think we could. I think we could win over sweet numbs. That's my toxic trait. I think that we could win over sweet numbs. (laughs) I think that sweet numbs hates Pilot Pete as much as we do. Like every stupid decision he makes, she's like, and this is my son, Peter. Now, this is something I do want to touch on though, because I think this could be another thematic episode that we talk about at some point of like best and worst family members of contestants. Totally. And sweet numbs really toes the line for me because when she was Peter's mom, when he was a contestant on a season I was like we were all obsessed with sweet numbs we were like she is the coolest mom that's ever been the parent of a contestant on this show then she comes back it it literally her and Peter followed the same trajectory he comes back from as the lead who's beloved and turns shitty she comes back as the lead's mom who's beloved and turns shitty like where did we lose the plot no we so did she's a nutcase we went from like legend on earth like the level of like Blake Moyne's mom who was like a total badass to like sweet numbs don't let her go bring <laughs> her home to us like h- how did we get here we're giving we away you're giving away all of our patreon context I wanted you That's to so do that true. as a monologue <laughs> oh my god I'm gonna write a play about sweet numbs <laughs> and perform it as a podcast Patreon episode. One woman show. I'm gonna write her life story. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fact check any of it. I'm just gonna write as I think it happened, and then <laughs> I'm gonna perform it on Patreon. And I'm gonna charge you all a million dollars a piece <laughs> <laughs> to listen to it. Um, um, so anyway, so that's, that's Peter Weber, really. That's, I mean, that's mostly what you need to know is that he. He dated every woman who came on his season and was breastfed until he just kept he started the show. He kept the most like kale, stale kale ass women for so long (laughs) and like let go of like some real gems. Yeah, he had a lot of good women on his season. Like he actually did have good women, even when they like argued. Like some of them, you know, there was there were cat fights and shit, but like he just like he didn't keep a villain other than Victoria F who like wasn't even a villain to the other women she was just a villain to him <laughs> again <laughs> like she she literally just like bullied him and he was like I'm in love with you um but he just like got rid of like actually kind of decent people and I really don't have a problem with like Maddie or Hannah Ann um but like it was just kind of like why do you think that these are the loves of your life <laughs> like it's like, like I what can't are you- live without them he was just, he just had no idea what he was looking for. And it was like, you're a terrible bachelor. Like you don't know what you want. Another um, thematic recap episode suggestion could be um, bachelor books that have been written. Just like who totally. doesn't absolutely doesn't need one. And Madison Pruitt is top of that list for me. Oh, so her if, and Tyler Cameron. And I even like Tyler Cameron. I'm like, you guys no. did not need to write books. Who 
in the world. Like, and people are kind of giving Matt James that same criticism too. And I'm like, no, Matt James has an interesting story to tell. Like he was the first black bachelor. Like he, he has an interesting story to tell. Obviously Rachel Lindsay, even Hannah Brown, honestly, I think I liked her book. I think she has a story to tell. What the fuck does Madison Pruitt have to tell us? And who's reading it? Like, who is, like, so fucking eager? It's 2022. Who's so fucking eager to be like, oh, man, in 2020, this girl really captured my fucking heart on TV. I better go run out to my Barnes & Noble and spend nineteen ninety nine on her tell-all book <laughs> released two years <laughs> after her, her 15 seconds of fame. I mean, it just is just, I mean, is it just a retelling <laughs> of the Bible? Like, what are you even going to talk about? <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Next time I'm looking for a book, I don't know that my thought would be like, I'm looking to read a tell-all of a 20-year-old girl from Bama. <laughs> like, yeah, give me who, that like, book. <laughs> who like played basketball in high school and won't shut the fuck up about it. Like, does that sound like something you have? And then me, the checkout person <laughs> who works at Barnes & Noble suddenly is like, actually, yes, I have just the pick for you. And I pull out, the most excruciatingly boring and like religious, um, <laughs> religiously uh, indoctrinating book I could find. <laughs> and it's Maddie Pruitt's book. And I'm sure she's lovely and I don't have a problem with religion, but I do think that something about uh, the way that she uh, does it is annoying. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's cool. Like, I like God too, but like, mm, shut up. <laughs> and it's going to be like 25 fucking dollars. Like that's really the, the kicker is like, is like, it's like not only releasing a book about like the least interesting contestant potentially ever. It's also like more money than any book should be like, <laughs> and people are going to eat it the fuck up. I only support support banning books if it's Madison Pruitt. Yeah, you Um, know what? The banned book list should just be Bachelor books, not including Rachel Lindsay, uh, Matt James, and Mike Johnson. I I will put on that list. I haven't read his book. Does Mike Johnson have a book? Yeah, about his search for love. I obviously haven't read it. Chris Harrison's book's on the banned book list. (laughs) That's for fucking sure. You know what? We're just previewing the episode that we're going to do about Bachelor Nation books. Yeah, but... at this point, we're 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 on a <laughs> we're, we're... we got on a detour. But anyway, back to the back to the plot. So just to briefly touch on again, two characters who I'm sure you'll be hearing more from us about at a later date. The two other notable people that come to mind as villains of their own season would be one Miss Claire Crawley and also Miss Katie Thurston. Right. And like, we've, we've covered their season, so it's not, well, I guess we didn't really cover Claire's, but like, you've heard us talk. One thing about us is we fucking talk shit about Claire. So you guys have heard us talk about them enough, but it is worth mentioning because bachelorettes are not often the villains of their own season because they're generally just like smarter. Um, so it's not to make a generalization, but not to make a generalization, but like, it's true. Um, but it is worth noting, like, sometimes they are bad. And these two are perfect examples of that. And both of them were people, well, Claire, I kind of always knew from the jump was going to be bad, but yeah. Katie was somewhat, and, but there was a demographic of people that were excited for Claire to be the bachelorette because she was, Absolutely. I hate to say older, because she's not old, but 
by the show's standards, she was an older lead. She was speaking for a different audience uh, for the show than, you know, 23-year-old Hannah Brown. So there definitely was a group of people that were excited for Claire to be the Bachelorette. And boy, did she let those people down. Um, And same with Katie. Like, we were excited for Katie. Yeah, totally. And, like, she just in one in one and like Katie was like kind of a bad bachelorette for like her whole season like I didn't I don't think anything she did was interesting and it wasn't because she was such a good bachelorette it was just like not interesting to me but like it was almost like in the span of two episodes the last two episodes or something like that it was like really took a turn like such a fucking downfall like just insanity I was like what the hell am I watching and like that's not to negate the fact obviously like we had issues with Greg when all of that shit happened but like she dug her own grave in so many scenarios (laughs) and like had great guys let go of great guys became obsessed with people that weren't that great I mean and then to top it off Peter she Peter Webbered and she's dating John who she sent home night to I mean just random and let's not forget the worst thing that came out of Katie or of Katie season which was the Grippo girls oh my god horrible (laughs) Cause it was like, it was, it was, this is like horrible. Cause I'm like, kind of, I don't mean to sound like victim blamey at all. Cause I do think that Greg's behavior was bad. I also think though, Katie's behavior was bad. And all yeah. that that did was give people ammo to be like, well, Katie sucks. So we love Greg. And I was like, Greg also sucks. Two people can suck at the same time. Even when they disagree. <laughs> literally. Um, like just, it was literally just like, who is a worse person was that debate. Right. And it and, was like, she, she was like digging the grave and people were like, this is why we hate her. And I was like, yeah, but I still hate him. Like I can hate both of them. I am multifaceted. <laughs> I can take multitudes. <laughs> also all this episode has taught me as we're allowing ourselves. Cause I think what this like little rebrand is, is just the two of us kind of allowing ourselves to do what we do naturally, which is segue into things that don't have to do with the main plot line. Absolutely. <laughs> What I'm learning is that the two of us would complain so much less about grad school and being overtired if we could free up even just the slightest bit of brain space from holding on to all of this knowledge. No, like, mm, yeah, it's like really bad. I I don't like it for us, but I I do enjoy this time now that we can that we can babble about these things. Really deep dive back into it. The part, the good news is that the only person left for us to really touch on is Claire. And that's good because her season only lasted two minutes and that's about all we have to dedicate to her. So yeah. Claire was the villain of her own season for a multitude of reasons and all, well, not even really for one major reason. And it was Dale and yeah, we talked about it at the time, but like we, I think it was literally just our first episode that was about the end of Claire's season and kind of pivoting into Tasha. So we didn't really get into it, but Everyone was like, Claire broke the bachelorette. Like, no, she, she didn't follow her contract. Like, why are we making it seem like this is, I get that it's like a journey to find love, but it's also your fucking job. Like the leads of this show get paid so much fucking money. So much money. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was like, it it was like such a fucking self-sabotage moment. Like you did this to yourself. 
like lighting yourself on fire and then being like, who brought matches? You know, like it was like, she's like, why can't I be the bachelorette anymore? Okay. Cause you did like you chose Dale. Bye. Right. And my thing is like, do you not think like, I think we talked about this at the time too, but it's like, do you not think that other leads knew night one who, who they were going to pick? Like Jojo has said often that she knew from night one, she was picking Jordan. Like, especially on the bachelorette, more bachelorettes give their first impression rose to their, the person they end up picking and then bachelors bachelors choose like some random girl and they, they, they make it to like week six. And then they're like, all right, we'll see you. Right. Like bachelors very rarely the first impression rose makes it to the finale bachelorettes like more and more like Rachel Lindsay talked about it in her book. Yeah. We just watched Michelle do it. Like the first impression rose to bachelorettes is, is pretty much always spot on. And it, that goes back far. Yeah. Allie, Allie's first impression rose was the guy she chose. And that was in 2003 or something like, yeah, like it's, it's just like always like that. So it's like clear many of the women who are the leads on this show know <laughs> that they want to be with that guy. Like you're not doing yeah. anything differently other than putting all your eggs in one basket and like quitting, which ended up being obviously Honestly, Great, we got a hero, a hero moment. Cause then we got Tasha. So it's like, was Claire actually the villain or, or the hero, the hero of our story? Cause then we got Tasha. but yeah, I mean, she just like sucked and she ignored all of the red flags. Like we said about like the guys didn't really like deal that much. And she was like, no, I don't care. And she's like, the, the roast episode where they all were making jokes about Dale because obviously like you're going to target the guy that's getting all the attention from the lead. Like, of course. Right. Right. And she literally was crying and was like, I don't know why they hate Dale so much. You don't? I was. You like, really I don't know? Dale. Dale and I are getting married. Um, so anyway, she was like the total villain of her season, which lasted all of 45 minutes. But, um, but it was yeah. the entertaining 45 minutes we had. It was not perfect. It was not flawless, but it sure was entertaining. Um, yeah, those are, that, that wraps it up for me. I mean, I think there are good, there are bad bachelors and bachelorettes. Uh, you know, we could get into the Colton jumping the fence of it all, but at the end of the day, I think that these four, two, two bachelors plus Clayton, and then two bachelorettes really sum up what it means to self-sabotage so hard (laughs) that there's, there's no looking back. (laughs) You will never be asked back. Like you're not going on paradise. We're not asking you to do shit. Like that's how bad you are. I actually would not be surprised if, if Katie and John were to break up, I would not be surprised if Katie was asked to go on paradise. I wouldn't either, but I think it would also be like, it would be brave. It would be bold because many people, the Grippo girls are still out there and they, (laughs) they would fight back with a vengeance. I also don't think that many guys would want to, the guys at paradise would be interested in a relationship with Katie at this point. Yeah. After seeing the way that she was at the end of her season. But I when could she be wrong. Was I, mean, like, I clearly I know nothing about the male brain. So like I don't really know why I'm talking on that, but expert, <laughs> certified expert. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that on that. I hope you guys enjoyed this new format. Um, it was our first soiree into it. So I'm sure it will get cleaner as it goes. But let us know um if you guys have suggestions for episodes you would want to hear, whether that's um, favorite villains, a recap of first impression rose, anything like that. Um, let us know your thoughts and your suggestions. We're pretty open to whatever you guys are interested in hearing. Um, I'd love to do it. 
we love to do it. And also we are coming out of the dark cave that we have been in this semester of classes. So we are hoping to eventually move back to a weekly schedule. So feel free to let us know any episode suggestions that you have. If you enjoyed this little new direction that we're taking, let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear them. Thanks so much for listening. As always, follow us on Instagram at don't insult my podcast. Uh, Give us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, only if it's nice. Haven't said that in a while, but it's important to refresh. Um, (laughs) Yeah, in case you forgot, like only be nice to us. Um, We're very fragile. Uh, And with that said, like we'll chat with you next time. Can't wait. Bye.